Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. We had to drive in for the first time yesterday. We drove in in almost three months. Neither of us have been in the city in close to three months. And my Jules had to get a shot in his back like you do because he's a twisted, disgusting troll of a man who I don't know how God put him together, but he put his spine in the front of him. I don't know. We're still looking for the spine. So we drove in to get the cortisone shot. And it was like driving in on like a Sunday at 7 a.m. There were smatterings Mm -hmm. of people here and there, but it's like a Sunday at 7 a.m. if you were in a Michael Bay movie and a massive hurricane was about to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is boarded Um, up. Everything. I went to a doctor this morning in Soho and not Soho, uh, Tribeca, and I walked up to 23rd Street. And it's just like everything that had personality about the city is no longer. It is. It's like we're in a coastal town and we're waiting for a um, hurricane. You know, it's just (laughs) we were talking about the fact that it seems like one of those cities in America that's trying to get on the map as being a metropolitan city, but it's not quite working. It's Hendersonville, North Carolina. (laughs) You've ever been to Hendersonville, North Carolina, you walk down and you're like, "Mm, so close. But the Frogert place is not quite there. You know, like they, they try to have an artisan ice cream shop, but it doesn't quite take off because there's not that much of a demand for it. That's It feels like a city that needs its personality back. It's um, And even like the stores that are open, you don't even know that they're open because it's like you need a secret passcode to get in because they need to open up the wood door in order to open up the glass door. And you're like, I don't even I don't. It's not worth it. It's very Joe yeah. sent me. Yeah. So, um, but are you, you going to get out of town at all? I doubt. It. I don't know where to go. The flip side is, is that I do think that we are going to hedge our bet here on the coronavirus going away because now everyone will probably have it. Exactly. Herd immunity has arrived. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good. I think everything that's happened is good. Mm-hmm. All this needed to happen. Agreed. All the way around. Agreed. Uh, we actually got into a big talk about this today. Just FYI to the world. We we record weeks out. So if it seems like we're a little bit behind in the zeitgeist, it's because we're ahead in our recording. So, you know, right. if all of a sudden you hear a, a podcast that's like, oh, did you hear JFK was shot? There you go. It's because right. we're about two years behind in our podding. We do it ahead of time. Um, yeah. Because I feel like what's interesting is that I do listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to mostly comedy podcasts. And across the board, all the hosts are sort of saying the same thing, which is like, this seems frivolous. Why are we doing it? Why? It's it's hard to try to to get it up, basically, Mm -hmm. when everything seems like it's so, so down. But Mm -hmm. a couple things. The tension has to release on occasion. And I mean, I, I can't speak for you. I like doing this as a way of forgetting for 10 minutes that, you know, the world is on fire outside your 
bedroom window. Mm-hmm. And we laugh, ultimately. But mm-hmm. also, I don't think it's not acknowledging what's going on. Because I'm having these conversations with people every day, and the conversations seem necessary and productive, at least the ones I've had. Mm-hmm. If it's like educating somebody else in your family as to you know, when they start talking about the looting and stuff like that, stuff that they can't understand because they're not living in the the beehive. You know, the news right now is set out to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. The majority of of these stations. It's like, that's why I read my news from six different sources to try to get an estimate of what's happening somewhere in the middle. Because I also want to see how people are, are interpreting things and how they're reading things. And I just know people who are not where we are and not in the middle of protests and which the majority of which are entirely peaceful and totally organized mm-hmm. that, that will believe that like the fight is somehow coming to them. Like there's going to be raping and pillaging and people going up, up streets in suburbs and country lanes with, with pitchforks and torches and stuff like that. Right. And it's because they're being fed a line of bullshit. That's not reality. You're seeing it through a very opinionated lens of the stuff that you watch. Mm-hmm. And and you're not living it, experiencing it. If you did, you'd be a lot less scared. And I think it, that same, same thought applies to understanding somebody else's point of view. Until you mm-hmm. start to actually take the step to have the conversation with somebody, how can you understand where they're coming from? Yeah, and it's okay, you know, like, I think one of the best things is that we've ever been taught in, in school is, like, there is no such thing as a stupid question, mm-hmm. because someone else, like, I am, tra- this is someone who, I have had terrible grades, and I also hated my education from nearly beginning to end, um, is there is someone like me that is afraid to ask a, a question, but is so inquisitive, but doesn't want to be made fun of, yeah. and doesn't want to be wrong because maybe you're just not as smart or not, maybe you're not as informed and you will trip. Not every day can be, you know, perfect. Like how many, how many times did someone like walk down the street and tripped with maybe absolutely tripped over absolutely nothing. And then they're, they're so like embarrassed. They catch themselves. That's, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. We all, you know, we've all made mistakes. We've all said the wrong thing. Um, We've all said things that we didn't even know that were like what we're saying, like how like offensive it is. Well, because but it's sort of bred some, into some people, you. Yeah, and some people make that mistake, and some people are educated on the spot, mm-hmm. and you don't, you know, you don't make it again. If they, you, you make a mistake, great, and you move on. That's the only way to get better is to admit that you're wrong. It's kind of like, hey, I'm lost. You know, and everyone makes fun of like, my husband doesn't ask for directions. Yeah, it's okay to stop and ask for directions. Otherwise, you're going to keep going down the wrong fucking road. And then you're going to be a lost son of a bitch. And if you don't turn around and say, I'm lost, I don't know what I did um, or where I'm going to go. Can someone help me? Can someone, you know, that's, yeah, no one likes to look, no one likes to look stupid, but there's like this huge macho ego with a lot of people that, you know, well, how do we write this wrong? It's going to take forever, blah, blah, blah. Well, it begins with one step and you'd be surprised with how many people taking one step can actually make things move a lot faster. Which is why I'm ha- I'm glad that this is happening on such a huge level across the nation. You know, it's one mm-hmm. thing we we live in we live in a world where, and you and I have a lot of friends who the majority of our friends wouldn't you say live on the margins. So mm-hmm. 
we've understood this, but it's even made me, who lives amongst, in, in a liberal bubble, how I live, even made me pause <clears throat> and, and get reflective. I think it's fantastic that it's happening now because this is absolutely 100% capturing everybody's attention because no one has anything else to fucking do. And, <laughs> yeah. it, is, and it, is un- yeah. it is uncomfortable. It is really uncomfortable to see the side of, um, of another person that, you know, that somehow you contributed to their pain, whether you knew it or you, you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, people are saying, you know, we shouldn't put certain images on TV. You should, because until you lead someone to show the results of people's actions that have have just like an ounce of bigotry or whatever, this is the reality of it. And if that were your kid or if that was your sister or um, your brother or whatever, I think it would be I think there could be bigger hell to pay. Absolutely. And we're putting a lens on it, you know, which reminds me, and, and this will actually be a nice transition to that. Uh, my shut-in shout-out is actually to uh, somebody. Bree Branker told, uh, posted about this a couple weeks ago, which was, watch this video. You know, we're all getting a lot of, like, look at this, look at this. Like, the Trevor Noah mm-hmm. video was really fantastic. Right. Because what I loved about him, he's so naturally eloquent, and the way he talked about it, it was off the cuff. He wasn't, it wasn't pre-written. It was almost like he was working his way through it. If you haven't watched it, you should. But, and now I'm not a religious person. I think I'm a spiritual person. But I wouldn't have clicked on this naturally until somebody said, look at this. It's uh, T.D. Jakes, bishop. He's, he's a bishop. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a beautiful job. He was talking to Carl Lentz, who's like, <laughs> this guy is like a, the, the religious Eminem. I, I don't really know this guy. I, I don't know. But he was having a conversation with Bishop T.D. Jakes. And it's about an hour and a half. But it's so worth watching because of the way... T.D. Jakes frames things, how he talks about it. He's very metered. He's so well-spoken, and and how he addresses it is very um, accessible. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things is as these conversations start to happen is like, how do we put this in terms that that might penetrate your brain where it has not mm-hmm. been penetrated before? So I recommend that. That is my shut-in shout-out for the week. Mm-hmm. Check it out. What? Yeah. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. I, <laughs> I um, acknowledge it. <laughs> I acknowledge it. Um, my shut in shout out is to, um, my folks at my local Dwayne Reed. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like that. Because I really thought you were going to be like, here goes to Bagels R Us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's to the entire staff that is in the pharmacy department because they are, they, I, they're like on the, the receiving end of everyone's panic. Everyone is, you know, if you're ever in the line here at, you know, on 49th street, everyone has a, a ton of issues and is asking so much from, from these people. And every time they are there with the right answer, a smile on their face. They're understanding, they're caring, and, you know, with everything that's happening, it's amazing that they can have such poise, you know, and kind of leave you feeling like a little bit like, all right, I've been taken care of. We're going to be okay. Just, we are yeah, going to be okay. I think right we're now. in a painful spot, and, and we're all going to come out on the other side. If you're smart and you're a self-aware person, hopefully a little bit 
further ahead and a little bit more right. understanding. Wow, that was a purge. That was a good purge. I feel good. Do you feel good? Do you feel lighter? No, but <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I know, I know. I feel, we will never um, feel 100%, but we have to, and, to lighten it up. That's okay, because I think if you are an open person and don't mind trying to open up your mind, then this should be, this should be okay. You should, you know. I think we all need to be uncomfortable. I think we all need to shut the fuck up. And I think we need to open our ears and we need to hear somebody else's point of view and you need to take it in. And I think that that's part of the many, many arguments that are circulating right now is like, if you are not in a, a disenfranchised group, shut your mouth, open your ears and listen to what they Mm -hmm. have to say. Yeah. The world is bigger than your backyard. You know, I don't know. We have a pretty good backyard. Well, I don't have one. So well, then we you can come and sit in our pool that we will be inflating in the next few weeks. I thank well, you. The pod thanks you. The ranch thanks you. You're a good man <laughs> and thorough and thorough. Um, so look, we'll hop all the way around. I just want to say right now, um, <gasps> welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, David Lee Roth. Oh, nice. And I'm Rebecca Gayhart. Tell me about it. The gayest heart ever. (laughs) And we're coming to you from both... Downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. And the Maha Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? He really hit the WH on that. Did he have to do that? Do you know where your children are? No, I don't know where they are, but I know where all of your vowels are missing. I heard that all the time before, I think, the Johnny Carson show, or before the Johnny Carson show, or right before the news or something. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, say <laughs> I don't know where they are. I'm like 10 <laughs> I know where they are, and I'm not paying child support, damn it. That that gives me anxiety. Did you ever have those things that you watched when you were a kid that gave you anxiety? For me, it was Amazing Stories, that TV show, because I knew that it played on a Sunday night and I knew that I had to go to school the next day. And I get like a knot in my stomach. Uh, What's the other one? Uh, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Oh. For a second, I thought it was Amazing Stories. Like, no, there wasn't that creepy one because it was like, it was like creepy like black and white graphics and you're like what is-? and it was always just like something something's <laughs> not right it's like when you catch like the side of your like grandma in her underwear you're like this- i don't need this- <laughs> why were you catching the side of your grandmother in her underwear i'm just saying i never did but i'm sure you or your loved ones i'm just saying i never went looking for it it found me okay it's That's like what they um, usually say. i see your tales from the dark side and i raise you brain games what's that excuse me you don't know what brain do you know games? what brain games are oh you people oh i forget that you're so much older than me and so much older and so disgusting and just so much uglier than me you're all just so much mm. answer the question what is that it was an hbo animated series for the children and it taught you things if you don't go on and Google brain games right now, I can't help you. This is where the conversation I'm sorry. starts. I'm doing a podcast right now. I can't Okay, do well, that. when we're done, you get off, you watch an episode of brain games. And I loved it. And it would teach you all these different things. And it was very animated and funky. But at the end of it, there was always that voice that went, 
Brain Games is now over. And every time I was like, oh God, now I have to deal with life. No. So whenever I have a panic attack, just know that the thing I heard right before it happened was Brain Games is now over. Oh, I loved it. Such a good show. So sip out of your very Mm. painful straw Um, this week, like all weeks. Please, please, please. Look, our... um, you can follow us on our social media, dearpodofficial.com, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Uh, we've been very quiet on there, as we have. We posted a couple things just supporting the movement, but um, we have not, in an effort to sort of like not add to the noise of unnecessary chatter, I think, mm-hmm. uh, we've sort of like taken our foot off the gas. It's one of those things. It's, it's you know, it's my drag queen name, Rita Room. Rita Room, bitches! But if you want to, you can follow us on there. Reach out to us, uh, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Our email is, uh, oh, our website, dearpodofficial.com, where all of our episodes are. And, of course, our ill-fated timing of the drop, our Patreon page. (laughs) Wow. You know, Rita Room. If you want to, head over there. (laughs) Give us something. We have different subscriber levels, and we will give you extra little nuggets. But, yes, the, the timing for that drop was unfortunate. Christ almighty. It's like, it's like buying stock in, <laughs> in houses on Long Island right before Hurricane Sandy hit. You're like, you know what? I'm going to buy about three or four homes. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like you know, when Peggy Sue got married, when her dad buys a new car. And he's like, come on, take a look at it. And he's like, it's you a brand new Edsel. Edsel. And she's like, you want that She's like, what is wrong with you? Exactly. Like, it's like buying stock in, what's the name of the uh, White Star Line? It's like buying stock in the White Star Line before the Titanic gotta, set sail. That is our Patreon page. We should actually just call it the White Star Line Patreon we page. We should. It's good. But if you want to, head over there, check it out, give, do what you want to do. Maybe we'll do something funky and sexy together. So this week's theme is home improvement, renovations, painting, houses. Since we've all had so much time indoors staring at four walls, what can we do to make them look better? Damn it. Mm-hmm. And we have a very special guest that will be joining us later in the pod today. We never do guests. This is all brand new for us. But because I love a guest. I am very challenged in the way of home design, which is the opposite of you, Patty. I wanted to bring in an expert on the case who also happens to be a dear pod super fan. So we're gonna be love introducing that. her later. Very excited. Um you're very good at home renovation, but you worked for Ralph is it Lauren or Loren? It's Lauren. Jean Nate. It's it's Sophia Loren. And Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren is American. Sophia Loren is Italian. And sexy. Spelled L-O-R-E-N. And it's Lauren. Because no girl named Lauren says, hi, I'm Loren. Oh, I beg to differ. I guarantee you there is a girl out there with a floppy suede hat and a hobo bag over the forearm who's like, you guys, it's pronounced Loren. And I'll see you guys at Coachella. Okay? Well, she probably spells it L-O-R-E-N. Because there's no way she's going to spell it L-A-U-R-E-N, like every other girl in a floppy hat at Coachella. Well, it's only when she goes to Burning Man, she changes the emphasis of her name. Right. She's like a macrame tent. She is. She's like, hey guys, for all of your plans. 
Like uh, the other um, 360 days of the year, my name is Lauren, but at Burning Man, when I'm in my steampunk, it's Loren. Okay. Right. Now, can I get on your bike while you're that you're riding completely buck ass naked? <laughs> can you guys see my vagina through my shorts? Because I jacked <laughs> them all the way up to my throat. <laughs> because if you can't, then I need to go back to square one and redesign. Yeah. Do you guys like my white jeans? They're really tight. Ew. Um, uh, Anywho. So, so tell me about, I mean, look, you have a skill. Our friend Chuck has a skill. This is a skill. Home design, improvement, renovation, like knowing what goes what and what to put where is a skill I don't have. I'm not good. Correction. Chuck is an expert. I have some skill. Chuck is an expert. Yes, he's next level. I, I, he's very much next level. And um, it's like, I, I mean, I'm just in awe every time I go to his house. I'm like, what? How'd you do that? And he's like, like he, when I say he's like MacGyver, that's like an, almost an insult. Yeah. Because he is so, I'm like, how did you do this? This wall feels ma- amazing. This wallpaper. No, I took some fabric and I took this the starch and I'm like wait you did what and then I'm like how do I replicate that and then I do it and then my house starts on fire Uh well first of all I would dare say and I don't want to give him a big head he is a visual artist A and B he knows and we've had this conversation it legitimately pisses me off to like my core because it's the same thing with when people are good cooks whenever they say oh You just do this. You just do that. He's like, you just take this baby skin and you staple it to a wall and then you just put a stool in front of it and it just comes together that easily. And you're like, well, how do you think of the baby skin? And he's like, well, doesn't everybody? Everybody's got a baby hanging around the house and a stapler. You can make a fabulous living room. It irks the shit out of me. Um, With that being said, I have made many a mistake. And I have many mistakes to ask our um, our guest today I and how to rectify that. Wait, how to rectify um, it. But so my first question is very literal and may not actually pertain to home improvement. However, I do have a backup if you don't want this one. So I'm going to just kick it in article? your throat. Article? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go uh, 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 oh, 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 no, this is the best part no, was uh, as soon as you did that, the zoom froze. So it, it could have uh, been either uh, way. Uh, don't, don't. Get so, it okay. Me. So this is from the York daily record, York, Pennsylvania, March 12th, 1996. Twas a Tuesday. Dear Abby, where have all the smart Hollywood producers gone? <laughs> is sex all they're able to write about? It's disgusting. I grew up in the 70s, and I'm far from approved, but why is it so difficult to find a clean television show these days? They say that sex sells. If that's true, why is Home Improvement so popular? It's consistently one of the top-rated shows. If I want to see raw sex, I'll rent a movie or video. Give me a break. And while I'm at it, violence is something else I I can live without. Isn't it scary enough to see someone getting shot? Do they need to show someone's head being blown off? Signed. Thanks for letting me speak up. Had enough in Waterloo, New York. Okay. Go ahead. So, dear had enough. 
I have also had enough. And Home Improvement happens to be one of my favorites, too. <laughs> one of the public television channels has, has declared that it will soon be ra- begin rating its entertainment. I'm hopeful others will follow suit. Home Improvement. <sighs> the TV show. I And I like how sex doesn't sell. And let's just remember that for, what, 48 episodes, Pamela Anderson was uh, was Lisa the Tool Girl and then eventually left to go on to Baywatch and then Barb Wire fame. And, so. and her sex tape fame. But it doesn't right. sell. It doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. But that was home improvement for you. Thought I just wow. And, and the time frame in which this is being written. Can you imagine? She's like, ah, this perfect strangers is way too sexy. Two cousins living together, <laughs> speaking other languages. I've never seen such smut. My two dads. Home Improvement, which I did like about Home Improvement, is it was like the, the guy that had like couldn't couldn't even like open up a letter without cutting his finger off, <laughs> which would be me. And then and then like just indicative of you know our culture. It's like he's stupid. Give him a show. And that's basically what happened. It it started the whole, the guy is dumb and the girl is hot. What a wacky pair. I hated the TV show Home Improvement. Hated Hated it. it. I've never been a Tim Allen fan, but he was accessible to the world with the, oh, 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 which I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) It irks the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and believe me, I'm a fan of a stupid sound to get a laugh. I am not right. above However, a, weir- a weird sound. He may or may not have stolen that from Arsenio Hall. So it's just... Oh, and it begins. The stealing, the co-opting has begun. Wow. Just saying. Uh, was it Which based... I still think is one of the best uh, late night talk shows. It was a little bit ahead of me as far as like staying up late and watching TV shows. Really? Yeah. A little bit. Oh, I thought it was great. That is great. So good. Uh, I hate the TV show Home Improvement. Uh, that was the introduction of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, if we're looking at our history right now, the original JTT. The original middle part, I think. Oh, yeah. Before the Kardashians ever did it, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> A trailblazer in the middle part of the hair. I want to thank oh, you, sir, so for good. your for your giving to society. For your duty, for your we, service. We thank you for your service. Here's a purple heart for middle parts. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole. I feel so bad that I wasted my my question on that, but don't ever. Know, no, I actually it really was very like literal. that. And because we're TV junkies, so we need to talk about that. Was Home Improvement in the same era as Seinfeld? It was around that time when they were giving out, you know, sitcoms to comedians. Well, well, one was on ABC and one was NBC, so probably, probably so. Yeah, they needed a competitor. Well, they, there was a smart comedian, and then there was, like, my wife's so lazy. How lazy is she? Like, that like, shit. Marriage. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> right. It's right. funny because it's accessible and true. It's probably, like, I think then shortly after that, it was, like, Life According to Jim with Jim Belushi and... Courtney Thorne Smith, and you're like, how the fuck did these two people get together? 
Like, tell me. Tell me how that happened. Is this in the, um, if we're doing some history, the Dharma and Greg genre? This was Ooh. Dharma and Greg and Will and Grace came out around the same time. Dharma and Greg was Did the they? poor shitty man's Will and Grace. Well, and the non-gay version of it. Yes. The non That was like the like the AKA like the non-fun. The, yeah. Right. I don't understand Dharma and Greg, but they had more chemistry than I would say than Jim Belushi and Courtney Thorne-Smith. Well, I think the sure. only female comedian who probably got a show around this time was the the blonde chick hon help me out with this brett Brett. Um, what is her name it's gonna drive me crazy you mean grace under fire grace under pressure um is it grace under fire brett Butler. There it is. I think that she was like one of the few females to get her own, to have the, have the switch flipped and to do that. Well, she, Thea came after Brett, I think. Remember Thea? No. No. Uh, And this was also Ellen. Ellen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the Bonnie Hunt show. Bonnie Um, Caroline Ray uh, had a moment, but she was more of like a, she was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So it was more about like Grace Under Fire was about Brett Butler. I have a, an actual home improvement article for you from the Daily Advisor of Lafayette, Louisiana, August 7th, 1967, a Monday. Oh, Mondays. Hmm. Wife hmm. may not like it, but she got step fixed. Oh, that's the title of this. And just now as I read it, Scans the same as little in the middle, but she's got much back. What? What was? What is the title? Wife may not like it, but she got step fixed. Whoop 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 whoop. whoop. Wife may not like it, but she got step fixed. Uh, uh, uh. That's what I have to say about that. That's a little shout out oh. to uh, Baby Gut Back. All right, dear Ann Landers, I just walked out on the front porch to check the mailbox, and I was amazed to see our neighbor a 15-year-old girl washing the family car. Nothing unusual, you might say? Well, it is 65 degrees outside, and the girl is wearing a bikini. This young lady is as voluptuous and full-blown as any Hollywood star you can name. You ought to see the husbands on this block gawking. Two of them suddenly decided to work on their lawns. My old geezer is out there right now, fixing the front step. I've been begging him for two months to do this repair job for me, but he was never able to find the time until now. Is there a law against appearing in public almost naked? To whom should I complain? Signed, Love Thy What? Dear love, you complain to me. That's enough. There is a law against indecent exposure, but since bikinis are not illegal, you would have no case. Be glad you got the step fixed and forget it. Anne! <laughs> Look, I don't care if that motivates my jewels to paint the entire house. If there's a girl with a D cup out there, you go outside and you do it, damn it! All the motivation. All the motivation in the world to get your step fixed. Hey, by any means necessary. Um, does your does your husband James does he paint? Does he paint the exterior? He's not a painter. Is he a painter? Um, do you do it together? No, no, no. 
Um, I don't trust either one of us. I did, I did say, I was like, why can't we take on painting the house by ourselves? Because we, mm-hmm. since we have gotten into this place, I was like, this is perfect. We're going to put our stamp on the ranch. We're going to do all of these home improvements. And some have worked better than others. The one time we almost got a divorce was when we tried to build a cornice together. Which, again, I blame Chuck Ragsdale because the way he made it sound was like the easiest thing in the world. He's like, you just do this. You just get some plywood from Home Depot. You just have him cut it at this dimension. You just get brackets. You just attach it to a wall. You can't say that to two people who who can't, like, who can't be in the same car together and, and get to a place on time. Like, we, you know, we don't, we're not good at this stuff. You literally need to walk me through step by step. So my jewels decided I'm going to take on the structure of the cornice. And I was like, good. And I'll get the material. I'll cover it. We'll put it up. And the fighting still hangs somewhere over New Jersey, like this cloud of rage. It was so. And then when we finally got to like put it on the window and fit it, it was off by like a half inch. And I pretty much just cracked open the side of it and was like, good enough. If anybody looked at it too closely, it's not it's not a pretty sight. What room is this in? Dining room. The room to dine. I'm very mm-hmm. proud though. Since we moved in here, we've gotten much more handy. I had to learn it- how to remove wallpaper and it was a mess and it took about 3 weeks. And so much trial and error that you realize like you've made your life so much harder on the back side of it. Yeah. Have you thought about more wallpaper in your home? Are you adding it? No, I think we're good with wallpaper considering it was built in, we have a home, the Pineapple Ranch was built in 1960, which meant that they put wallpaper on the ceilings and um, pretty much I'm sure that there was like wallpaper on a child. There's wallpaper on their dog. Like there was wallpaper anywhere you could put wallpaper. So I'm not adding to it, but I am not taking it away. After we did that in one room, I was like, the wallpaper stays. Yeah. Well, your wallpaper is actually really great. It is great. It's also yeah. very durable. It's like asbestos wallpaper. There's something about it, it where if you try to remove it, it, there's a layer under a layer under. It's it's baklava. Well, it's definitely workable because it's kind of like a, it's not offensive. It's really like, it's period in the best part of period. Possibly. Absolutely. The house looks like, and we should put it on the Instagrams at some point when we come back online. Uh, it's very Mad Men, but uh, it's so well maintained. It's like the woman who lived here before lived in a museum. There was plastic all over everything. We have a Your beautiful- kitchen is as big as my apartment. Yes, that is that is true. That is. And that's what happens when you come to New Jersey. Aren't you thinking about moving now? No. Jim, can you just can you just reach across the table and slap your wife for me, please? Go ahead. I can wait. <laughs> yeah, give me another article. All right. This is from the Lampock Record, Lampock, California, June 4th, uh, 20, which, which, what is this? 2000s? Where is this? Must have been. Have my dates off. Anyway. Dear Ab, oh, leaky faucets are torture for wife married to big drift. Here we go. Perky. Lovely play on words, yeah. Dear Abby, every faucet in our house is a slow drift. 
the kitchen sink, the bathtub, the upstairs room. My husband, Earl's response to the kitchen drip is that he wants to replace the entire sink and countertop. So we'll do it all then. For the one in our bathtub, he says, we're going to tear out the whole thing anyway and put in a new tub. Earl avidly watches home improvement shows and drags me to home improvement stores to look at the replacements, but never buys anything or follows through with any projects. I'm willing to approve anything that gets the drip stopped, whether it's a faucet replacement or a whole new kitchen. Earl is fully capable of doing the job himself and has all the new tools. I might add that he takes the same approach to the old truck he's going to fix up, the painting that needs to be done, the porch to be replaced, and other projects. Other projects. He is full of talk, but to, my, to myself, I refer to him as the big drip. How do I get him to fix the problem? Signed, Drippy's wife. <laughs> Dear wife, give your husband a deadline to get the leaks fixed. If he doesn't meet it, then schedule an appointment with a plumber who will. The same goes for the other chores and that need to be done. Home improvement is your husband's fantasy, not his hobby. And the sooner you accept that, the better off you'll be. Ooh, I like that. Okay. It's a fantasy. But now, here's the thing. How do you get them to seed power in that? If you know that they cannot do it and they are not capable of such a thing, how do you get them to accept that a professional can do it better? You just have the professional do it. Yeah, but what if you're like, you have to schedule them to come, and then they're like, no, 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 don't you dare pay a plumber. I can figure this out on my own. You schedule it, and you just do it. And then and when a man comes in the house and just starts working on the thing, oh, so you, what you're saying is it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. I Correct. think you get one, maybe two of those before you have to have a serious talk about, I don't trust you with anything in this house. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, by the way, when it comes to plumbing, leaky faucets, things like that, I used to have, I had a roommate, and... Um, this was like we were doing a show, so we were in one of these like condo units, you know, in Florida that they put you up in real nice, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we were hanging out after rehearsal one night, and I was eating out of a box of peanut butter puffins, like you do. And she comes in, sure. and she goes, there's a, my faucet won't stop dripping. <laughs> I literally like threw a mouthful of peanut butter puffins. I was like, I got it. Let me see what I can do. And I went into I think her- you're going to see you're going to need to see a doctor about that one. <laughs> the best was like eating cereal dry and being like, don't worry, baby, I got this one. And I go in there like I know what the hell I'm doing. And all it is is just like a kind of continual drip. And I was like, well, the problem is in there, like pointing to the faucet. Now, I didn't know anything about like turning off water or where your water source might be or any of that. Ooh. I just was like, get, get me a wrench. And I just like went at this faucet. And I started to unscrew the faucet, and it started to dribble a little bit more out the side. I'm unscrewing, 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 thinking, like, no, that's where the no, problem is. No, unscrewing. no. And I, I love literally, I literally, exactly. And I was like, oh, this seems like a bad idea. I said it out loud. As soon as I said the word idea, explosion, like, like a huge geyser. Like, I've never, like, the, the faucet flew off, the water hit the ceiling started to come down instantly we were on the third floor water started to accumulate i ran downstairs to one of the one of the other people in the cast and i was like insult to pam anderson's injury i was wearing a white t-shirt with no bra underneath 
and I ran down to this guy's apartment and I was like, I know I just met you, <laughs> but we need help. Oh. It was so the beginning of a porn. And he ran upstairs. <laughs> Airplane. Oh, oh, it's starting to shimmy. It's starting to shimmy. Oh my God! There's so much water upstairs. It's starting to jiggle. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sitting next to Jello that I made for you. <laughs> and he ran upstairs, and the first thing he did was open up the the counter and go underneath and screw the thing and stop it. But by that point, there right. was like a good foot of water in there. And it, and it was mostly, it was all carpeted on the outside. So the whole carpet was getting soaked. Oh. And then I it like cleaned it all up. Total mess. Like the faucet, who the fuck knows where it is. Nothing is working anymore. The carpet was soaking. So then I just sat on the carpet with a hairdryer and tried to dry it. And then I leaned it on the carpet and then I burned the carpet. It just was, <laughs> you don't Shit. want me touching anything. This is when you say, I don't have this skill. I'm going to leave this to the pros because yeah. look, it's the same thing with me not understanding how Chuck's brain works when it comes to interior design. I accept that I have a lot of skills and I accept that I am not done learning. However, comma, there are people who do this professionally and I want to support them economically. Thank you. I'm Erin McGuire. Good night. I have replaced my sink and my rental, the entire thing, the whole, the whole cabinet and everything. That was a bigger project than I thought. However, I do know how to turn the water off and change things. Um, Don't need to brag. But I do have a question for our guest eventually. Because caulking in me, Caulking doesn't seem right. I don't and have the right That seems caulk. ironic. Let's be honest. Right. You and caulking I mean, should go hand in hand. It really should. I mean, I just like I just don't know. I just maybe I just don't ever grab the right cock. I, I mean, caulk. I think that I think that your cock is off. So I we'll, think so too. I mean, I mean, save your my, my save cock your cock is, for her. Save it for her. Right, because nobody likes dirty cock, and that's what I have behind my sink. And I don't know if it's because it's constantly wet. Or, I don't know. When your cock is wet, it will mildew. Well, how do you get mildew off your your cock? You know what? That's why we leave that question to the professionals. Ladies and gents. All right, I got one more article for you, and then uh, we'll we'll have to move along. We have so many things to cover today. Um, Turn down happy voltage. Oh, here we go. All right. This is from the Quad City Times in Davenport, Iowa, September 29th, 1964. A Tuesday. The title, Turn Down Happy Voltage. I have got to send you this picture of Ann Landers because she's wearing a leopard print shirt and she's got her hand like propping her head up like she's she's three sheets to the wind. She looks hammered right now and she's a little cross-eyed, <laughs> which just adds to the look. All right. Dear Ann Landers, I just read the letter from the woman who was mad at her husband because he started to paint the inside of the house two years ago and hasn't finished the job yet. A theme here. What is the... Oh, God. What is the matter with her? Is she a cripple? We live on a farm. (laughs) Not my words. We live on a farm. There are ten rooms in our house, and I painted every one of them. I also painted the outside of the house. I puttied and repaired the broken windows and put a tile floor in the bathroom. If the plumbing goes on the bum, I can fix it. 
This fall, I think I'll put in a fireplace. The baby loves to sit on my lap when I drive the tractor. Whoa, where are we going, Tennessee Williams? (laughs) I can work alongside my husband in the field, and he says I'm worth two farmhands any old day. When I hear women complain because their husbands won't repair things around the house, it gets my goat. I'm writing this between milking and egg gathering. (laughs) (laughs) So it literally gets her goat. (laughs) Literally. It's 6 a.m. and I've been up since 5. Good morning, Anne. Signed, Corky. (laughs) Dear Corky, it may be morning to you, kiddo, but it's middle of the night to me. And please turn down the happy voltage. A cheerful woman at 6 a.m. is a traitor to her sex. Congratulations on your extra set of glands. You can thank your ancestors. Anne! Isn't everything about this article awesome? <laughs> I... It literally got her goat. Love this one. <laughs> I love it. It literally got her goat. Well, when I was done painting, then I threw one of the hogs over my shoulder, and then I castrated him. And then when I was done releasing his anal glands, I went back in, and I made pancakes off my husband's chest. And then I went over to the bathroom, and I, I replaced all the piping in the in the walls and I, with a copper piping, and then I sold it on the streets, and I got myself some crack cocaine. <laughs> I have a copper piping story later. <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, um, I like that. Yes. Look at her. It literally is like, I can do anything. I, I will do anything in this house. I will find anything and I will fix anything. And I got, 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 got. Okay. My, my sister has a friend. Her name is Jen. She's a listener. She does everything also. And every time I go home to see my sister and I'm like, uh, what who did that like where'd you get that oh jen did it i'm like who did that backslash jen did it. i'm like this is fucking amazing how did she's like yeah i just and again like like chuck she's like oh it's just a little bit of this a little bit of that i'm like are you fucking kidding me because it's like it's literally every time i walk in i'm like i wish i could i wish i could stay in chicago longer to just apprentice her and be like Oh, my God. I love everything that this woman does. Yeah. If I did it, it would look like a second grader's ashtray project. Like, I I would start off with the best of intentions. And then my problem is I have ADD. And the second that I get impatient, I just want to finish the product project as soon as it started. Which means that if I did a backsplash, it would be a side splash and then a floor splash. And then it would be, like, down the sidewalk. And it would look like Mm -hmm. shit. Again, acknowledge. I think the key is to go into a project knowing that you're going to have some hiccups. And once you find that yourself, is, you're getting frustrated, that means that's when, about the time that you're going to make a huge mistake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, it's like sometimes when you keep digging and you're like, I think this is a bad idea. I think this is a bad idea. And then you hit something, you're like, shit, everybody leave. It's a gap. Right? Patty, like, you, you literally know. just explained my entire life. And I'm not just talking about home improvement. Every single instinct that I have, I ignore. And I hit the gas leak every time. Every time. No. I don't mean to brag, but every time I'm like, this is a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking and walking at 4 a.m. Oh, whatever. Got to get home. And and then something always is like, I learn the hard way. Every time. Mm -hmm. So And also don't, you know, I think it's, you know, you can only learn from your mistake. Like I, I did, sometimes I'm really good with my cock and I, 
did something in my bathroom and I was like, holy shit, I've made so many mistakes using this prior. And then the one time I was like, I just went with, I went with my, you know, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. And eventually I came around and was like, oh, I think I, I think I understand this now. I get it. Yeah. I know how to do this. I, I mean, wouldn't even behind- attempt to handle cock. I didn't even mm. try. But I will say this on a, on a plus note. I did one project this week where I said I'm going to devote my brain power to it mm-hmm. and see how it comes out if I am patient and slow with it. And it is beautiful, and I will send it to you. What is that? I made curtains. Simple, straightforward oh. curtains. But I waited a long time for the material to arrive because in a pandemic, the first thing to go, aside from flour, is apparently a nice cotton poly blend. So it took Where? months. What room? The den. A very yeah. thin, just one one uh, window, but two panels, because the last time I put a single curtain panel on a window, I was yelled at by every homosexual in my life. My jewels included. That is true. Everybody well, judged and me. Then, did you, have you steamed it? I started to. Wait, I didn't steam the new ones because I ironed the crap out of them. They're like picture perfect mm-hmm. beautiful, and I'll text them to you. Uh, but Did, have ones, you seen the other ones? Yeah, I'm a boy. I'd like to plead the fifth. I need my lawyer present. Let's just say it's I started. It's the same people that buy like it's the same people that buy a flag that hang it outside and they say that looks great. It looks like shit because you haven't steamed out the the wrinkles in your flag or the fold creases. Look, not so all of us steaming. are so concerned with a wrinkled scenario as others. Then, then get the downy de-wrinkler. It'll help you out. It, if you you're so stupid, <laughs> you spray it on and you smooth out the wrinkle. That's it? That's all you have to do? That's all you have to do. Although grandma's little secret is probably better than downy. But um, wait, wait, wait. they only make it in. Grandma's little secret? Yeah. Is that what it only is? It's, that's what it's called. It's, it, it's, my, it's my favorite because I, I feel like it... Um, it actually does what it's supposed to do, where like the downy wrinkle release or whatever is oh. not as strong. But the grandma's secret, it's like I don't know where oh. I don't know where they're at manufacturing right now. But you know, anywho. When, when people give me a little trick like that, I listen to it. It's like when I got a stain on a shirt, and a wardrobe master on Broadway said "Fels naphtha," and I said uh, "Gesundheit," and then he said "No, Fels naphtha." It's like a bar of soap. That looks like it's from 1963, but it will get stains out if you just sort of like rub the Fells naphtha on the stain. What you give me with Grandma's little secret, I am giving this gift to you. Fells naphtha! So you know what it's time for? Fells naphtha! It's time! It's time for the moth report. It's time to run downstairs with a wet t-shirt on and say, Hey, help me with the balloon. Oh, you're not wearing a wet t-shirt. Help me turn off the water source. It's very scary, that explosion. I definitely wet myself then. And you didn't know because there was already an inch of water on the ground. All right, here we go. <gasps> Hello? Hello? <laughs> That's Are a you hole. there? I am there. Are you there? 
I'm here. I think I know the problem. Uh-oh. You. Oh, God. I, I sat on my phone, <laughs> and I think I answered it with, I think it was a butt answer. And then it, and then I got your call. So I, I'm good now. Just for I'm the record, now. your yep. ass has called me more than your mouth has. I know. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Why are I you always everybody. sitting on your phone? But, like, you're always I, sitting on your phone. Well, I uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel I, it? It just happened to be in my pocket. Like, I had it in my pocket. I was afraid I'd fall asleep. And I knew if it buzzed and vibrated, that, that would wake me up. So I had it near my body in case I fell asleep. <laughs> because I've been, it, I've been waiting to take a nap. <laughs> but it didn't wake you up, which means you need a stronger vibration. I think I do, yeah. Like a jackhammer or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I just got up to New Hampshire, so sometimes that drive kind of poops me out. So well, I was just kind of sitting here waiting waiting for your call. Well, de-poop yourself, because this week we're talking about home improvement. Yay! I love home improvement. Um, Just for the record. Are you handy? Uh, hardly. <laughs> uh, no, but I like to tell people how to do things and what I want. And I've like, you know, gotten, you know, put in a, you know, a new countertop here and a new sink there and uh, that kind of stuff. It's nothing like a, a, what I'd really like to. I need, I need to hit the lottery because then I put a whole addition on either of my houses. But you wouldn't do it. You would hire people to do Me this. Me personally, no. Good God, no. Now, for uh, the what do record, you need an addition for? I don't know. I just need more room. I, I feel cramped. Maybe it's because this COVID stuff. Uh, the two of us are like in each other's faces here. I've had enough of this. Uh, the walls are closing in on your, them. Yes, they is, are. Is your, house as, is your house as big as um, the girl and her son in the movie Room? Or do you have multiple rooms? <laughs> she clearly, my mother has not seen the movie Room. I'm telling you right now. Uh, and I don't recommend I that she, no, you should not see Room. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, but here's well, the thing. Like the house, they they built their house from scratch in New Hampshire. So of all the people, beyond home improvement, I mean, can we talk about well, what's in the walls? We, hi we hired somebody. We we just kind of like said we want this this and this and this and then we came back and the house was built and we we they they kind of sealed it up there you know all the windows it was weather tight and then it was handed over to us and then we took it over and put in the walls and the kitchen and stuff like that so uh, but like uh, they built it from scratch can you just tell me can we talk about and if not then we'll we'll cut it right out but I do want to talk about the fact that all the piping is hot it's piping hot piping. It's hot. It's hot. Yes. My uncle Lenny, uh, like, there's no more. When you think of a Bostonian, he really was that guy. And and he was, he'd give you the shirt yes. off his back. He was, you know, he was tattooed. He had gold cap teeth. He was in the Air Force, like, hard. No, he was guy, a paratrooper. Right? He paratrooper. was a paratrooper in the army. And uh, but but he he would give you the shirt off his back to a fault actually, because there were times we had to tell him to knock it off. But he worked for a local plumbing company, which name we won't go with, Aaron. Nope, uh, no, no. Probably... all Because we're going to get arrested. Don't worry. Yeah. So he worked for a plumbing so anyway, company. Every so often, he'd just walk out with some stuff. and. Uh... <laughs> but the and, stuff he'd walk no. out with was huge. He stole a, a prefabricated bathtub. <laughs> bathtub with the shower built in. You know when you see a bathtub that has, like, the wall attached to it? He stole those. Yeah. Like, nobody looked twice. <laughs> 
put a couple in his throat. Things, but but that doesn't that doesn't no he just he was not a bad person. <laughs> not he, at he just, all. He he He's just a criminal. He did a lot of work <laughs> for free for people too. He would never charge people about to do with plumbing and stuff like that. So uh you know it's just it's just was one of those. A, was he just like on the one way barter system then? <laughs> Here's what I Perhaps. get for you. Hey, Frank. I think he had a system of his own. Um, uh, hey, but on a on a different note, can you tell me what yeah. the weather is like that we can expect for the week? Well, um, I don't know about you, but up here it's sunny, hot, and humid. Really? I'm stunned. Yes, because it's not that way a hundred miles south. So no. uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at you know, it's gorgeous. The lake is calm. The sun is out, the sky is blue, it's beautiful. Patty, is it swampy rainy there? In New York? It looks like it's about to rain, it's definitely overcast, and it is definitely humid, as my dad would say. Humid. Humid. Don't don't hit the H. It is. It's when when you can chew the air, it is not a good thing. It's like walking through dog's breath out there. Oh, it's horrible. I hate I hate it when it's like that because I never look the same until September. Because no matter what happens, it's always a little bit, even a little bit humidity frizzes my hair so badly I can't do anything with it. But shave my head. I'm thinking about it. Um, G.I. She could G.I. Yeah. Jane it. I'll be, yeah. I'd be very proud to shave your head for you if you want. Let's see what the scalp looks like under there. Oh, God, what an awful thought. Oh, right. You know, I don't have, I'm not... I'm not stacked, and I don't have. I'm not, I'm not rippled, or whatever they call it. Rippled. I'm not ripped. Actually, I'm not rippled. rippled. I'm rippled, but not ripped. Rippled, but not ripped. The Ellen Maguire story. <laughs> Tell me yes, about it, sister. Yes. Tell me. I'm oh, not God. stacked. I'm not stacked is yes that's a companion guide I'm not stacked I'm rippled I have to I have to get a little dictionary of you know slang words that I can I can refer to because I get them wrong all the time it's much better your way I have to say uh, well yes, I thank yes. you very much it's a, it's a tight moth report this week because we have a, a special guest that is coming on next tonight we need to give her plenty of time to answer all of our home improvement questions so we Ooh, would like to say you. thank you so much for giving You're us a welcome. special stacked rippled report this week <laughs> okay <laughs> I hope good. that you work well, on your abs and lats I'll do what I can, but it's ah, it's, a, it's a lost cause. <laughs> go go lift we'll some weights. Maybe we'll have Jim call you, and while your phone's on vibrate. Tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> this happens all the time. Oh God. Go vibrate okay. in your pants, okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You have Happy a great vibrating. day. <laughs> Thank you, you, Patty. Have a nice afternoon. Bye, Jim. Sorry about Bye. that. <laughs> Bye, Eric. Goodbye, Mother. Bye. I'm just checking my own weather. It's supposed to rain at 6 p.m. Oh, good. Because that's what it does. It rains and it's like an Amazon out here. Uh, I can't wait for you to come out here. When do you think you're going to be able to come out here? I think in the 20s. Of June? Like 20, 29. All right. Well, we'll be. Well, how about this? When I get back, let's say July. We'll aim for July. Uh, but right now, sure. I am very excited about this. Let me let me pull up my paper right now just so I can say some fun facts. Uh, 
So we have a very special segment for this week, given that the theme is home improvement, and I know nothing about this, so I am outsourcing to our our guest this week is Ellen Zalezi Wright. She is an actor slash singer slash dancer slash producer slash interior design guru slash creator of the YouTube series Apartment Rehab NYC slash all-around good time gal. And I have to say, she's she's a Deerpod super fan, very important, and... She and her wife, every night during quarantine, have been developing cocktails. So, of course, they got that, you know, tweaked my melons. And I said, hey, hey, I would like for you to develop a cocktail for us this week. So not only is she going to answer some of our advice questions, so instead of doing listener mail, we're going to be on the other side, you guys. We're going to ask her questions. And you can reach out to her on your own and go check out apartmentrehabnyc.com to watch um, some of the things she's been doing, especially she's been filming in quarantine, too. She's been walking people through how to redesign things just by looking at their houses on Zoom. And she tells you, move this, move that, touch this, fold that. She's absolutely stunning. Please welcome to the room, Ellen Z. Wright. Hello. Ellen Zalezi Wright. Hello. How are you? I'm drinking. Is that an answer? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you should be drinking all day, every day, my girl. (laughs) Great. Then I'm I'm right on track. You are right on target, and you're you're the demographic for us. You are on the phone right now with both me (laughs) and the famous Patty O'Brien. Would you like to say hello, hello, Patty? Hello. Welcome to our show. Oh, it's an honor to be here and to meet (laughs) you via the phone for the first time. Well, I just gave you a little introduction before you came in the room of all of your multi-hyphenates. And you really are a multi-hyphenate. I have seen you wear many different hats, all very sexy. Uh, I've seen you (laughs) perform as an actoire on the live theater. Phenomenal dancer, beautiful singer. And more than that, you are the creator of Apartment Rehab NYC, which is really what we're excited about here tonight. Would you like to give us a little rundown about your show? What came about? Um, How it came about? Well, I mean, the the nutshell version of the story is I've always loved uh, interior design without really knowing it. I've always decorated every space that I walked into. Uh, Any new space I walk into, I'm constantly redesigning it in my head. Um, so when my wife and I bought an apartment, I got to design it myself and I worked with the architect. It was a lot of fun. And I, <laughs> I love editing and making stupid comedy videos. So of course I had to make a spoof video making fun of our favorite home improvement show, Fixer Upper on HGTV. Oh, uh, yes. So, so I did, I did that and didn't think anything of it and and I'm not kidding this all happened in the same day my phone rang and it was it was HGTV I don't know uh, this part they, they were interested in putting me uh, in interviewing me to be kind of on a short list if they ever shoot in Manhattan kind of thing and I my answer it was it was kind of a, a, a mixed blessing I was very flattered but I know how they roll they really hire people that do this professionally the cameras just follow you and I was still an actress at the time and I said, I'm sorry, I'm not what you're looking for, which is definitely not what you want to say to a casting department. Oh, no, ever. no. <laughs> Ellen, the answer, like like I say to my Jules when I ask him for something, is always yes. 
Yes, and. <laughs> I can, of course I can roller skate on ice. Yes, while well, jump roping. Yes. But haven't you done that in shows whenever they're like, can you sing a high Q flat while, while um, doing anal gymnastics? And you're like, absolutely. And then you find a way to make yep. it work after the fact. Yeah, except, except then you turn 40. <laughs> and and you stop giving you stop giving any fucks about any of that. Oh, isn't that fun? I'm still not there yet. I mean, forty or giving a fucks. I, I just I'm trying. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right. Look me in the eye, Patty. You dink. Um, but I, I I did I did I told them no, and they said, well, we love you, so we're going to keep you on file. And I said okay, and I hung up the phone. And twenty minutes later, the architect that that did our apartment called and said. You're really talented. I think you have a lot of natural ability, and I'd like to hire you to be the interior designer for my architecture company. <gasps> and so it was that moment. It was that pivotal moment, I think, that sometimes happens in a person's life where all the shots is aligned and the clouds part, and you're a little drunk, and you think, <laughs> I could change my whole life in this moment. And I did. I, I immediately uh, quit show business. And it was so funny because I decided to make a web series around my interior design clients. And I called my agent (laughs) to basically say, well, thanks for your service, but I guess, you know, I guess this is goodbye. And I told her what was happening and she's like, wait, 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 wait. How about you just stay tuned? Like, I don't, we're not, I'm not dropping you right now. Like, it sounds like you're on this new trajectory that I 100% want to be a part of this. Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of how it started. That's fantastic. That's I didn't amazing. know all those details. Okay. Oh my god, Ellen, I have zero skill in any of this. And if HGTV ever called me and said, "Oh, do you know how to put up wood paneling?" I'd be like, "You bet your ass I do. I am the best paneler." And I would bullshit bullshit. And then the worst part is they'd put me in a room and I'd be like, "So, how do I do this?" I'd get in the room first and then I'd make an asshole of myself. And that is the Aaron well, McGuire story. That's a show. That's a it's show. like, that it's jackassery and it's a whole different type of thing. <laughs> I, uh, that is a really cool story. So this all happened before you made the web series or? Yes. Okay. And that yeah, was, was the impetus to make the web series. Yes. And that video is actually still on YouTube. I was going to immediately take it down. And um, my producer was like, no, no, keep it up. It's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's just long. What what is cool about this is that she's actually doing interior design and actually she's a real clients, but it's got a, a like a wink and a nod to it because while they're actually getting help from her for interior design, it's all done with like characters, basically. Am I yes, right? I do yes. I have a couple, uh it's kind of fifty fifty. So fifty percent of them are actual uh, people in the industry. So I have my architect, Audra Manzano, uh, who's incredible. I have uh, contractors. Um, and then I have a, a little cast of of characters that sort of come in to, to help, quote unquote, the situation or to help me if I am feeling stressed or anxious about a particular project. Uh, now, but he, I know that Patty does is sort of like you're an amateur stylist of the interiors yourself. And you said you had some questions for Ellen. So we're flipping the script and we're asking you for advice on stuff this week. Go ahead, Patty, give it. Well, hello. My, here, here's a question I have. There is a trend that is, you know, taking me 
basically like your parents' old furniture and making it, like stripping it, sanding it, whatever, taking the knobs off, and um, either repurposing it or painting it, um, you know, from like the, that horrible wood color, like sh like shellacking, like tons and tons of like blue paint or what have you. We saw this um, when Mark and I were in D.C. There's like this um, this cute little shop which I can't remember the name of it, and that's what they did. They had all like this older furniture but they modernized it with either um, the, the paint or new knobs or whatever. And I'm like, shit, this is exactly what I want, but I don't want to spend $600 on it because I could probably do this myself. However, I'm not very good at painting furniture without it making it look like I painted it with a toothbrush. <laughs> how do you, how do you do that with, um, how do you, how are you able to do that to make it look professional is it like is it yeah is it like a spray paint or do you do you do you what kind of what kind of i don't know application process is it well patrick my friend you are in luck because we have entered an age of rustic decor and that can mean anything from industrial to farmhouse to a number of other descriptive things and the beauty of that for you is that Actually, the more messed up it is, the better. So oh, thank let's God. Say, yeah, mm. no, this is this is like everyone's time to get into DIY because you basically can't make any mistakes. Like even if you, you know, if the hacksaw missed and you cut half of it off, like that would trend on Instagram and everyone would want a half hacked off dresser. Wow, then I'm crushing it. Mm. But but no, so more importantly, there, uh, there are great products uh, for stripping um, that you can actually use indoors. So once you strip it, oh. and, and that's pretty, pretty simple. I mean, you basically paint it on with a paintbrush on a tarp, like you lay down a tarp to protect your floors, strip it, uh, to take the hardware off, obviously, before that, and kind of haphazardly pull the paint off. It's a very messy process, but you can't do it really incorrectly. It's just messy. Mm -hmm. So once all of that is off, you just sort of run sandpaper over the top of it. It does not have to be perfect. You just kind of need to smooth the surface a little bit. And then you can do any number of things. You can leave it alone, which is totally fine, but it risks you risk a little bit of damage if you set anything on top of it. So what I did actually right. for our dining room table when we moved in, um, I stripped it and I liked the raw wood look, but I knew I was the dining room table will trash the top of it if I just leave it bare. So I, there's a great uh, wax product and it's literally just like a pot of wax and a little round circular paintbrush for application. And you just kind of run it in little circle. You put it in the wax and you run it in little circles all over any exposed wood and it completely seals watertight the wood without changing mm -hmm. the look of the raw wood. So that's a great way mm. to protect it. And then you can also get a stain, like any stain, um, reclaimed wood is a very popular look right now. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a stain where you can make, you can faux it so that it looks like something that costs thousands oh. of dollars on Etsy, but it's not actually reclaimed wood. It's just stained to look like reclaimed wood. Ooh, okay. I hate oh, to yeah. use this term because it's so, oh, HGTV. Is reclaimed what, wood what? shiplap? Is it? Are you asking? Is, is shiplap reclaimed wood? Like, what's the big deal with shiplap and why are people so into this crap now? <laughs> um, well, shiplap, I mean, I don't know the whole history behind shiplap, but, but the rough, like, surface stuff that I know is it, um, 
it tends to be the stuff that's under the wall, like under the plaster. So what happened, uh, I mean, Joanna Gaines sort of introduced shiplap to the world um, in that she would tear down a wall and find this beautiful shiplap underneath the plaster part of the wall. And then she would just leave it exposed and whitewash it usually. And then sell it at Target. And well, you can actually (laughs) buy shiplap looking boards certainly now and shiplap boards. And now shiplap is called shiplap because that it's, they're the boards that they use to build ships ultimately. Um, But it's just very popular now. And uh, along the lines of the rustic theme, like this is, this all ties into that because it's what was behind the wall and we're now celebrating it. Oh, wow. If that isn't a metaphor for what's happening in the country right now, I don't know <laughs> what is. We are ripping down the walls and we are exposing America's shiplap and we're going to appreciate it in the end. And we're going to sell it at Target for a profit. Thank you, Chip and Joanna Gaines. I've watched some of it online, on the YouTube. And there's mm-hmm. one where you guide um, another gal that we know through how to do like a quick redo of your bedroom. And so you're just yeah. like on a Zoom call with her and you're looking at what the bedroom is so you can see the whole picture. And she just sort of says, okay, take that top sheet off and change it to a gray top sheet. And then you, she sort of like walks you through simple things that you can do that don't require any buying of anything, just rearranging all your crap. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing a lot during the quarantine. Uh, I've been redesigning people's rooms just with things that they have. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Patty, did you have a question? That was, that's kind of what I was, uh, you kind of answered it. Do you find that a lot of people have the right stuff, but it's in the wrong spot and in the wrong room? Yes. I feel like a lot of people. <laughs> I expected that like, God, when somebody I just gives like a you a yes people, or no answer. <laughs> no, I feel like uh, like a lot of people have, like, they just, they have like all the right things in all the wrong places. You're looking right at me really, when you're saying that. You are looking at me. I am. I am. It's like, you know, people that always like are, you know, it's like they like to look at like a blank wall instead of looking out onto like out the window. It's like, and especially in New York, a lot of people love to put their couches against the window and then face like the front door or the kitchen. They're like, well, you just spent $5,000 on your shoebox. Why not look outside? Right. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't understand placement. Do you yeah. agree? Or I, I do. I think people are generally creatures of habit. So I think it's something that happens when they initially move in. They, they place the furniture somewhere in the space. And mm-hmm. then they never move it. And mm-hmm. it never occurs to them to move it. Um, the beautiful thing about moving furniture around, uh, even regularly, even if you're it's little things like you're moving a plant from one table to another table or, you know, a candle from one end table to the dining room table or somewhere is that what it does this beautiful thing. It mixes up the energy of the room. So there's all this energy bouncing off the walls, coming from us, coming from the world, coming from the city. If you live in New York or any Mm -hmm. urban place and uh, things get really stagnant and dust settles on things. And there's something really magical about a cleaning. I think a lot of people don't, it doesn't occur to people to clean as often as they need. And I'm not talking about gut cleaning, getting on your hands and knees with a toothbrush kind of cleaning. I'm talking about grabbing a Swiffer and just running it across every surface before slapping it on the mop Swiffer thing and, you know, running it along the floors, 
doing something as simple as that. And then while you're dusting tabletops and bookshelves to kind of move stuff around, kind of move the plant, move the candle. And this magical thing happens where all this energy is now everywhere in the room. And you feel, you feel energized, you feel energy coming off of it in a fresh new way. So even if you didn't want to move your furniture around, there are lots of little things that I've been doing with clients during this quarantine time where they go, oh my gosh, that's like, I moved a plant from A to B and holy crap. Like I've never noticed that the plant had grown six inches until I moved it. If I may quote my very pretentious acting teacher in college, space is potential. Mm. Oh. I'm dropping knowledge on you guys today. You don't even understand. That's good stuff. That's no, good stuff. No, we, no, we don't. We really don't. Um, which brings me to a very special transition, and I'm so happy you're here for my transition, Ellen Zalezi, because you know why? This <laughs> yes, is the first time we've had a third <laughs> with us for our oh. everybody specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We have a guest this week. She's talking about shiplap. Open the walls and expose all your shiplap. Expose it and say it and point at it and drink it. Oh, oh, wow! I have hardwood floors, so it's it's so lovely to have somebody in here to sing the specialty cocktail for us. Now, this week, I am so honored. Ellen is our guest bartendress from afar. Now, my Jules is going to be doing all the, the putting together over here, but Ellen picked out our specialty cocktail. She and her wife have been doing, am I right, a nightly quarantine cocktail because I have been following you religiously on Instagram and saying, that's good. I drink that. I'm drinking that right now. I'm too drunk to make another one of those. So why don't you lead us in with the Blackthorn cocktail this week? All right. Well, today's cocktail is a recipe from a cocktail book called The Ideal Bartender by Tom Bullock. It was published in 1917. Uh, Now, Tom was a notorious mixologist at the St. Louis Country Club around that time, and he's actually the first known African-American cocktail book author. Very good. Perfect and timely. And I was looking a little bit about this stuff, so... um... A little bit about it online. Definitely go and do some Googling, people. You're already Googling yes. shiplap. So put this on your list of things to Google. <laughs> Tom Bullock's Ideal Bartender. So for this, the jewels over here is combining a quarter teaspoon of lemon juice, one teaspoon simple syrup, a half ounce vermouth, a half ounce of gin, a dash of Angostura bitters, and a dash of orange bitters, and a dash of emotional bitters, which is what I'm feeling right now. Um, <laughs> yes. So this is the Blackthorn cocktail. So what do you do? You just stir it with ice and then you strain it into a cocktail glass, right? Is there anything sure special do. that we need to know? Nope. That's it. Now, when you first tried this, is this a recent cocktail for you? It is. Yeah. I, we didn't have any absinthe. Um, a lot oh. of cocktails require absinthe. It's- I don't know where to find absinthe. Yeah, in is a, in a quarantine. I don't know. We're, we're in a bad pandemic, and I'm sure that absinthe is hard to find because people are like, well, it worked for Van Gogh. Might as well rip some body parts off. So was that it? Is that all it yielded? Yeah, because probably the glass is about the only thing smaller. Oh, my God. That's really? I, that can't be right. Ellen, he just put it in front of me, and it looks like a shot. It's. <laughs> can you see this, Patty? It's in a martini glass. But it's like a quarter of the glass. It's only a half ounce of gin. Did you add anything to it when you made it, Ellen? It's not. No, I I follow. I mean, at the moment, I'm drinking a double. 
Ah, oh, she yep. doubled. Oh, I just made so, you a single thing. Oh, my God. Well, don't worry. I'll make short work of this, and then you can make me another, and then we can talk about our future as a couple. No, but but it's classy. When when I made it, actually, it, it was... It, my wife looked down when I poured it into the glass, and she said, oh, it's a classy glass. It's not like a big girl glass like we've been doing. She <sighs> said, not everything has to be a big girl glass. <laughs> you know what? Those are words to live by. And please tell your wife I agree with her. Not everything has to be a big girl glass. Every now and then we can be classy and take it halfway. However, when this is done, I'm going to be passed out in the corner with a handle of Tito's vodka. No judgment. Yeah. I'm I, I'm ready. Wait, I'm going to cheers you right now. Are you drinking this right now, cheers. Ellen? Yes, I'm ha- I'm almost yeah, I've gone through almost the whole double during this. Oh my god. This phone call. I'm very excited. Ready? Oh, this wow. is my first sip of the Blackthorn cocktail, courtesy of Ellen Zalezi Wright, apartmentrehabnyc.com. She's a rock star. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. <gasps> tell me. Tell me. Tell right? Tell you me. want to know about it? You want to know? I just got chills. Right? Got chills down my side. I don't know if it's the, the combination of Maybe, the liquors, yeah. but you accidentally picked my perfect blend of flavors, which is <gasps> bitter and angry. These flavors yes. are, there's a bitter, like dry, mm-hmm. it's the gin combined with the bitters, mm-hmm. makes it really earthy, herbaceous tasting. Did you try this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm handing it to my jewels. Every now and yes, then I let him right. out of his cage so he can drink something. And then I push him back in there and I say, don't look at me in the eye. <laughs> It's so good. Ellen Zalezi, <laughs> you have been such a phenomenal guest for us today. Thank you so, Thank you much. so much. Thank for you for having us. me. It has been a pleasure and an honor. I love you guys and I love the show. We're huge Aww, fans of thanks. yours, ma'am. So follow her online, apartmentrehabnyc.com. Enjoy that. Check her out and enjoy the Blackthorn cocktail. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thank you. We love you. Bye, be safe. Come back anytime. Do you know she and her wife every night during quarantine? Well, when the new uh, pod comes out, they drink and they play games or they do puzzles and listen to us be jackasses. Isn't that fun? We inspire people to drink more. This is lovely. And I wish that you could have a sip of this. Teetotaler. Brain games is now over. (laughs) 